Hey everyone, it's Allie Quorum and Justin Nielsen here with a look at the market for Thursday, May 11th, where we saw tech stocks do pretty good. Uh, the Nasdaq outperformed. Uh, we did see a sea of red, though, Justin. That narrow leadership continues, but there are some promising movers today, uh, a breakout that we'll take a look at. Yeah, we'll take a look at, well, since mega caps are leading, might as well take a look at some mega caps, including Amazon.com and Meta Platforms. And, you know, look, health has still got some really uh, strong movers in there. So we'll take a look at a medical products maker, uh, Shockwave. Yes, we will. Okay, let's do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq up today by two tenths of a percent by sessions close. We had the Dow down about seven tenths of a percent. Uh, the Russell 2000 down eight tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 with a slight loss down two tenths of a percent today. So the Nasdaq following up on its gain on uh, in Wednesday's session, which warranted an upgrade to IBD's market outlook, Justin. Yes, uh, it, it did warrant an upgrade just because, again, look, we don't we never want to fight a, a trend. You know, we never want to be on the wrong side of things and, and fighting something that when the market and the technical action is telling us one thing, we don't want to be on the other side of that. But it does come with caveats. You know, one of the mm -hmm. problems that we've been having with the indexes lately for as and especially the Nasdaq composite for as strong as it looks right now, it is still very narrow. And just as an example, you know, today. So here we are, we're up, you know, a mile two tenths of a percent on the NASDAQ composite. Um, but the advancers versus decliners, <laughs> the decliners were, I, I'm showing 2,700 or 2,800 decliners versus 16 to 1,700 advancers. You know, so if you kind of flip over to QQEW, uh, you see that, you know, it, it's, it's a very different picture here. You know, QQEW was actually down for the day. So this is an equal weighted of the NASDAQ 100. Uh, so it's, it's not it's not showing the same kind of strength. And we see this also appearing uh, when you do the comparison of the S&P 500. You know, the S&P 500 was down just two tenths of a percent. So not too bad. But RSP, which is the equal weighted of the S&P 500, that was down closer to half a percent. So, and, and again, you just look at the chart and it looks so different. Right. Um, so we've got this combination of um, mega caps that are doing well. And remember that the S&P 500, the NASDAQ composite, the NASDAQ 100, these are all market cap weighted indexes. So, you know, if you are worth a trillion dollars, guess what? You get more weight in these indexes um, as opposed to an equal weighted uh, type of um, performance looks at everything being the same, you know, e equal weighted everything's weighted the same. And so those mega caps kind of lose their big heft. And when you look at it that way, everything mm -hmm. equal, and, and you could almost think of this as all, like an average of everything. You know, that's, that's the way they kind of come right. up with this. So uh, when you look at it that way, it's a very different picture. Um, you know, advancers versus decliners, decliners are still kind of in the lead. So there's, there's still some work to be done here. Right, exactly. And with that being said, what's the way to play this market? Well, it seems like uh, the mega cap techs are an obvious choice, but also the index, the, mm -hmm. the Qs, QLD, something like that uh, seems to be the way to at least be able to play the trend. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a tough going with individual stock picks, except for a handful of names. Yeah, I was actually going to answer the question, how do you play this uh, trend? You know, carefully. Uh, you know, because uh, <laughs> right. it's one of those things where... Um, 
you know, you, you may be finding very different results in your portfolio and, you know, scratching your head and saying, how come on a day where it, you know, the indexes are up, how am I down or how am I not participating as much? Um, you know, and it's one thing if you have a large cash position, but when you're just seeing that your stocks aren't moving in the same way, you've got to ask yourself, am I in the right names? Uh, or is this market maybe a little bit trickier? Um, you know, when, when, when you got a full-fledged bull market, uh, it, it almost seems like you can't do any wrong. You've got a lot of stocks that are working. Um, it's a lot more forgiving. Uh, this market, you know, while we may have put in the lows and look, you know, the October lows are still in place. Um, but while we may have put in those lows, it still hasn't been uh, an easy market. We've had, you know, that strong January, things were really looking good. Um, even the March follow through day that we had, it, you know, came with a good start. But this tight action that we've seen, very range bound, uh, this earning season, very mm. tough with a lot of Easter famine, <laughs> very big moves to the upside and big moves to the downside. So as a result, um, it's it's just kind of throwing things all over the place. And there's sector rotation under the surface. It's been hard to see things trending for very long. So um, there's there's still work to be done here on this market. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason to be optimistic if if. Yes we can start with uh, a narrow market and continue broadening out, then uh, maybe this is something that can have some legs to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that, but we'll take it day by day first to see mm -hmm. how things unfold. We'll quickly take a look at the Dow and the Russell here, zero DJIA struggling a little bit, trying to find support at the 50 day line. Uh, the Dow is doing that as of now. And here's the Russell IWM. This is just not a place to be in right now, Justin, if you want uh, to participate in going up. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> if, if, if we're talking about mega caps being uh, being in control, small caps are not. <laughs> and granted, I mean, they do have uh, a lot of the regional banks are, are in this Russell 2000 small cap index. Um, I, I think out of the 2000, there's like, you know, 250 plus of those right. components that are regional banks. And so this did get hit really hard at the beginning of March when the regional banks were coming in, but it, it, it hasn't recovered. Um, I mean, you could put up KRE just as like as an example of what the regional banks look like as a sector. Um, and you can kind of see, hey, if, if, you've got, if you've got a heavy weight with these regional banks, it's going to be tough for your index to do much. Right. So true. Okay, here's a look at zero TNX. Uh, this is the 10 year treasury yield coming off a bit today. Also, I think adding uh, to this, we could just go ahead and take a look at the dollar yeah. up, up nicely today. And gold uh, didn't take as much of a hit today, but the gold miners mm -hmm. really took a big hit. So did silver. So did copper. So what are we seeing here with uh, the yields and dollar and commodities? You know, a lot of these things, and this is the, one of the issues with commodities, it's it's not just about the commodity itself. You can't just look at, you know, the fundamentals necessarily. <laughs> There's all sorts of different things that go into it, including what's happening with the dollar and yields and, um, you know, all of these things. But at the end of the day, you can look at the chart and kind of see, hey, are we getting support? Are we getting resistance? Um, and the 21 day moving average line was really acting as a nice level of support for both gold miners, silver, gold itself. And it looked like some of that support went away today. So I think this is this is something that 
it, it doesn't mean that it's completely done, but it's something that needs to be watched. And uh, if you just kind of go to the weekly or even the monthly, you can see that we're kind of at these, um, you know, at, at these levels. Well, maybe look at GLD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're, you know, we're kind of at Feeling these that. levels that really go back to 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if you, if you want to go back that far. Um, so, you know, this is an area, uh, an important area of resistance and uh, it's okay for it to pause here a little, a little doesn't mean it's completely done, uh, but it's certainly worth watching because if your timing is off, uh, you could be looking at, um, right. you know, a, a pretty decent correction that would be tough to sit through. Yeah. And with GDX, we were talking about this nice move and with gold too in yep. March and April, a pretty constructive looking pullback. 5-2 seems like it was the best day uh, to be getting into this, not waiting for the breakout. I mean, we've been seeing over and over again, yeah. uh, except for a few select stocks, that the breakout, that you got to fade the breakout or, or the yeah. breakout is going to fade you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like today is, is an expectation breaker. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. And one of the benefits of those early entries, kind of like what you just showed here on GDX, is you know, not only do you have a little bit of extra cushion before that breakout happens, um, but you also have less risk. You've got, you know, 3306, you can see how where it just kind of tracked right along the 21 day moving average line, it kind of just puts a very strong line. And you can see that if it, if it breaks below that line, and, and again, not, not that it's going to do it, you know, or is, is in danger, but I mean, it is in danger, but even if it had happened earlier, you know, that would have been a very clear, like expectation breaker. Like you would expect once you have a line form like that, and then a strong bounce Mm -hmm. from there, you would expect it to follow up. And if it doesn't, and if it undercuts, uh, then, then, you know, Hey, this isn't, this isn't working out the way I thought it would. It's an expectation breaker, as you said, Mm -hmm. and it allows you to really kind of step away from a stock or industry or ETF in a very quick way to really limit your losses. And I think cutting losses is still something that should be paramount on investors' minds. Exactly. Because whether you bought off the early entry or or the breakout, it seems like today was a sell signal for both. And you're going to, you're going to be losing less if you would have gotten in at that early entry, as you said. So. And losing less is a good thing. (laughs) Oh yes, it is. Okay. Let's take a look at uh, SMH here real quick. It seems like uh, chips are kind of stuck in neutral other than NVIDIA and AMD. Right. Um, So, I mean, the good news is that they're not, they're not falling more, but you know, they aren't, they also aren't climbing. So again, this is what I feel like is happening with a lot of stocks that I'm looking at. They're just going back and forth, um, not undercutting, uh, not undercutting lows, but also not really uh, coming, coming up with full force. So uh, it just might be a, a waiting game a little bit and, and patience is okay. It's don't feel like you have to do something just because you haven't done something in a while. Um, you know, it, we always talk about waiting for those fat, fat pitches uh, when they come. And I, I just don't think the fat pitches are coming very frequently right now. Right. And who knows if this has a strong bounce and it can get above this tightened area, that might be a, a compelling entry. But you know me, I'm going to change my mind in an instant. You know, yeah. if it looks like that, it's going to be like, OK, well, you know, it, it looks Giddy different up. now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
so we'll have to say oh that's why we're, one of the reasons why we're keeping tabs on it okay and now as promised to look at some of the mega cap tech stocks action today here's amazon up 1.8 percent had a strong volume gain yesterday as well so clearing a handle here from a bottoming base it hasn't been as strong as some of its mega cap peers justin but is this an opportunity to uh, take a stab at Amazon? Well, you know, I kind of poo-pooed Google before. You know, Alphabet, of course, yeah. is the parent of Google um, because that one wasn't as strong. And, uh, you know, and you and Ed talked now. about this yesterday. And, I mean, look, this is this is a completely different stock. You know, um, you know, it was hovering around its 200-day moving average line, whereas Microsoft and Apple and all of those were out of there. Right. But now, after this tight action... Um, you know, yesterday was a, a, a strong move, uh, granted AI news behind it, right. uh, but it, it's just, it looks like it's not looking back. This is the follow-up type of action that we want to see. Mm -hmm. um, we're not seeing in too many, but Amazon is showing that too. So you have that nice pop above its 200-day moving average line. And look, we did that before, just a couple weeks ago, where it got up to 110.86, couldn't hold it, came right back down. But this time we got a follow-up move. So now let's see if Amazon.com can hold up about above that 200-day moving average line, and you know build build something above that. And it may be uh, maybe time to look at this again. And I also wanted to do a quick plug because we did have Kenny Polcari on the podcast yesterday. Um, that just dropped today, and Amazon.com was one of the stocks that he covered uh, in, in some pretty good depth there. And uh, it's always nice to see Kenny yes. Polcari with with the passion that he brings to the market. So. Yes, he does. He definitely does. And, uh, you know, he has a history. He he was with O'Neill Securities on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange for a really long time, mm -hmm. uh, a CNBC contributor. For those who don't know Kenny, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I, I know, you know him well, and I've, have known him over the years, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. So, uh, definitely tune into that podcast. Uh, and you can find that at investors.com slash podcast. Yes. Good stuff there. Let's also now take a look at meta after it's a gap up on earnings. It did undercut that gap up a little bit, but honestly, I mean, that was such a strong move. It's kind of kind of hard to get mad at Meta when it just came down to find support at its 10-day line. Still looks very orderly to me. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times when you get a gap up like that, I mean, look, this is uh, this was a 14% gap up on a stock that is, what is it, half you know, half a trillion in, in market cap. Yeah. So, uh, six, 604 billion in market cap. So to, to see something like this increase 14% in a day is pretty right. incredible. Um, and a lot of times you will see some pretty wide spreads on that day, but on, on yeah. meta, it was really kind of didn't really move that much intraday. It was like, once that gap happened, it's like, Oh no, we're comfortable with it up at this price. So yeah. it's, it's given up a little bit, but it held the 10 day moving average line. So uh, that's, you know, as you said, Ali, this is really not something you can get mad at. It's, it's really holding very well. And again, this is just one of those mega caps that is looking so different from the rest of the market. This has been since that October low, you know, within a few weeks, it got back above its 50 day moving average line and has held that, that line, the 10 week moving average line. If you're looking at the weekly sense um, really hasn't given you any, any reason to, to doubt it so far. So uh, nice, nice action here. Um, the moving average lines are all kind of where you'd like to see them. You know, the 10 day is above the 21 day, the 21 day is above the 50 day and the 50 day is above the 200 mm -hmm. day. So uh, that's, that's a nice orderly move here. And 
lately it's actually been trending mostly above the 21 day moving average line. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the sign of a pretty strong stock. Yes, it is. Okay. So how do we get into this one, Justin? Has it formed, you know, a, a tight enough range lately where we could be aggressive enough and buy it here or is a touch of the 21 day line more preferable? What do you think? You know, I, I, I would prefer a touch of the 21 day moving average line and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to go down. Uh, yeah. So far, what's happening is that 21-day moving average line is doing its best to catch up with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we generally don't buy off the 10-day line. Uh, you can if you're an aggressive trader. Um, or, mm -hmm. you know, another way you could do it is, hey, maybe you start a pilot position uh, yeah. and then you kind of add to it. Um, one thing I would also like to see is, I mean, we had such great volume come in on the earnings. Um, not too bad on the pullback here. A couple of uh, red spikes. But I'd like to see some more volume come in on the way up uh, and... You know, that, that, that would show me that there's, again, just Power. just more conviction in this stock. Um, exactly. But, you know, you have to always have in the back of your head, if you do get into something or if you're in this now, hey, what's your exit mm. strategy? Because what this market has been showing us is there's been a lot of stocks that have been looking good and they just haven't lasted. Um, ALGM uh, at one point was one of my big winners. And this thing just doesn't doesn't look as nearly as great anymore. Um, right. You know, this was holding above its 50 day moving average line, everything going for it, it wasn't until yeah. it wasn't. And now it's, you know, kind of bumping its head against that 21 day moving average line and having difficulty getting above it. So mm -hmm. um, you always have to kind of have in the back of your mind, OK, what what is my exit strategy? Am I going to want to be selling this into strength? Am I going to, you know, keep keep to a, a shorter term moving average line? Um, how much am I willing to give up it, either from profits or your capital, in which case you'd be having to cut a loss. So. Yeah, makes a lot of sense there. Okay, last but not least, Shockwave, SWAB. We've been keeping tabs on this stock since it got back above its 200-day line on April 11th. Then we saw a pullback uh, to the 21-day line and a bounce there, which it did on earnings. So maybe that could have been an ag aggressive entry for traders, but it seems like you know the meat of this handle was uh, taking place right around uh, the, you know, the 290 area. It got above it intraday uh, those couple of days. And today, not only cleared that uh, with conviction, but got above that round number of 300 as well. And what I also like is, hey, this is something that had some volume behind it. This is um, yeah. this is kind of unusual, right? We've been looking at some of these moves where you get these breakouts, you get above resistance areas, and there's no volume behind it. This this had some volume behind it. Now, underneath the surface, there's been some kind of you know uh, buyout rumors. This is um, you know this is a company that is probably ripe for a buyout. They've got a great technology. Um, Boston Scientific uh, sounded like they were you know, potentially doing something. Uh, it was never confirmed. And, uh, you know, then it was kind of denied. J&J uh, &J has been heard of as being in the mix, some of the <laughs> bigger uh, me mega cap companies in the in the space. So uh, that does kind of put put a different level to this. I mean, look, if a buyout happens, that can, you know, yeah. usually when a buyout happens, it's going to have to get bought at a premium of its trading price. And so you can see some big jumps there. But if this is rumor-based, and it doesn't happen, well, then you can kind of see some moves happen where it's anticipating a buyout. And when it doesn't happen, it's disappointment and the stock comes down. But uh, they do have a, rare, 
a very interesting technology. Um, if you go to the monthly chart, you can see that this is this is a, a stock that's you know already kind of captured people's imaginations of what is possible here. Um, and I also wanted to mention that it is a stock of the day. So I was reading Allison Gatlin's article. I really just admire Allison so much for what she does in terms of breaking down the healthcare and medical stocks to kind of uh, let you know what what's what what exactly is happening what's mm -hmm. what's innovative about this and um you know she was writing that hey they've they've you know kind of got six percent penetration in a, a, a fairly big market so there could be a lot more room to grow here yes also on the weekly chart you can see three uh tight weeks of closes and now a big outside bar to the upside and it looks like uh justin it could be very close uh to an all-time closing high so, yes. So strength indeed here. Good stuff. And that's uh, one of the reasons why it got added to leaderboard today. It yes. Was on the watch list already. So yes, mm -hmm. exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Be sure you check back in tomorrow on IBD live, where we will have Arusha Pires of O'Neill Global Advisors joining the show. He's our weekly podcast contributor uh, alongside you, Justin. And it's always great to get his thoughts. So looking forward to having him back on live investors.com slash IBD live for the details on that. And if you are looking for more information about upcoming events, events at IBD, guests that we have on our shows. We have a URL that you should definitely bookmark, and that is investors.com slash events. And you can stay up to date on all the latest guests uh, for IBD Live, Justin's podcast, Barron's Live episodes that we do once a month, guests on my Trader Tales show, and more. So check that out, investors.com slash events. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'm going to be off uh, for the next little bit, but I'll see everyone on Friday, May 19th. But you're in good hands. So we will do our best. <laughs> no, you will. It'll be great. All right. Thanks, everyone. And see you next time. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.